This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You did bring back Antonio Brown after saying that he screws up one time and he's done. So what made you decide to give him another chance? Well, the history has changed since that statement. You know, a lot of things went on last year that I was very proud of him and I made a decision that this was best for our football team. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Tuesday, a day where we react to two NFL games. We look forward to two NFL games. That is the new norm these days um, with week 15 into 16 in the NFL. Let's talk to our guy Jim Sonis from FanDuel and Number Fire. He is on the Roman guest line Bruce Arians makes that decision. Times have changed. They have a bunch of injuries. Jim, welcome back to the show. The Bucks. they have all these guys going down. Fournette, Evans, Godwin. Any way to exploit that to your advantage here as we go into Week 16? Yeah, I think that like you can look at this and try to see what the market does. Because there was a point, I believe yesterday morning, where this line was at like 13.5 for the game versus Carolina. And that felt pretty rich, but now things have shifted pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, quite a bit since that time. It's back down to 11 now, and I think if it keeps drifting that way, you know, let's say Mike Evans, this is practice on uh, on Wednesday, and it gets to 10 and a half. I think that like we're talking about a situation where maybe the the Bucks become a bit undervalued because. Although they are losing Godwin, that's a massive loss. Uh, probably not going to have Evans or Fournette. Those are big losses too. Having Gronk and Antonio Brown and that offensive line and Tom Brady, they still have a good infrastructure in place. And also, like, Carolina stinks. So I think that's kind of the main thing for me. I want to keep an eye on where this line goes. If it continues to drift back towards 10, once it gets 10, automatically I'm going. I'd consider it a 10 and a half if we don't get, if we don't get an indication that movement will occur. I think that because they have good pieces around them, because Carolina is not a team I have a lot of faith in, I do think that there is a situation where, as a result of the injuries, the Bucks wind up being undervalued this week. I'm all out of sorts, Jim. We're looking ahead to week number 16. The awards market is fascinating. I want to go over all that with you. But we still have two more games left in week number 15. Like, Tuesday, I've completely turned the page. I need to get my prep in for week number 16, but week 15 is still going on. Uh, let's start, I can't say with the later games, since they're both going on at the same time which is quite strange let's go out west first we've got the rams now touchdown favorites over seattle like most games this week line has bounced all over the place uh la minus seven total of 46 and a half what interests you here side total props anything yeah, I want to see the props are not up yet on FanDuel Sportsbook for yardage props and stuff like that. But I want to see where Sony Michelle settles in because with Daryl Henderson being back, I'm expecting 
them to play things probably pretty conservatively with Michelle because before Henderson's injury, it was a situation where he was like the massive lead back. But there was buzz when Henderson first got hurt that they were considering making a switch to begin with, you know, maybe giving Sony Michelle more run there. So I want to see if the books assume Henderson slots back into his typical role. That could be a situation where you just go for the Henderson under versus the Michelle over. But I do want to take a look at that market. It's also a situation where Henderson, when he's been out there, when he's gotten volume this year, hasn't put up big yardage totals. I'm not sure if it's the offensive line, if it's him, uh, if it's if it's scheme or what, but like, it hasn't been the most effective ground game. It's things been a bit better with Sony Michelle out there. So I want to see where the prop markets settle on those two guys specifically. Sony Michelle, Daryl Henderson, looking to potentially fade Henderson depending on where books settle in or buy into Michelle, because I think that there's a lot more up for debate and up in the air with those two guys' roles than perception may indicate. Jim, let's talk about the Eagles Washington football game tonight. Now we still don't know who's going to play quarterback for Washington. Uh, Garrett Gilbert in line, but also Heineke and Kyle Allen, uh, they're waiting until, uh, I guess, closer to 4 o'clock today. That's the deadline to test out of COVID protocol. So we get a whole different quarterback situation for Washington. The number's at 6.5 right now. What interests you the most about this game? And it does sound like Jalen Hurts, without an injury designation yesterday, is uh, is good to go back for the Eagles at quarterback. Yeah, I think that this one is interesting because I could see myself laying the 6.5 just because this is similar to yesterday where – we didn't have news around this time, actually, about uh, the Browns' quarterback situation. And it seemed as if it was going to be a situation where probably Nick Mullins as a result of that. And there was optimism that Kyle Allen would start earlier on this week. We haven't really seen that recently, and he hasn't tested out yet. So I think there's a decent chance that both those two guys are out. And if that happens, I think the Eagles are definitely in play here at 6.5. So trying to be reactive to the news on that one, I have not done it yet personally with the six and a half on the Eagles, but I am very close to doing so. I would like to try to get ahead of it, so I'm probably going to do it here within next hour or so. Hopefully I can get some news to try to get ahead of that, but I think that that situation to keep an eye on. I think that's my favorite play in this game would be Eagles minus six and a half, even if it is Kyle Allen. It's Kyle Allen with a fifth string center, Kyle Allen with bad infrastructure around him. The Washington defense has been decimated. The Eagles, honestly, pretty healthy across the board, so I think to me, the one thing I mentioned here is is the six and a half of the Eagles. The I, I can't get into the prop market of the Eagles. I have no idea what the distribution will be between Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with if they throw five times tonight. So I don't want to deal with any of that. I think that to me, it would just be the side of the Eagles here. Our guest, Jim Saunders from FanDuel Sportsbook and Number Fire, discussing, of course, the National Football League. Uh, Jim, after the results from Sunday, fascinated to see how the sports books would handle the MVP race. Rodgers continues his tear, and Brady has one of the worst performances we've ever seen from him. What do you know? It happens against the Saints again. And we can't say there's been one clear-cut decision by the books. Some have decided to make the two quarterbacks co-favorites. Others have flipped things. They have made Rodgers a slight favorite over Brady, where would you go and how would you bet it with three games left? So I think if you were asking me who is the most likely MVP, I would still say Aaron Rodgers just because that team has been so good. I think they've got a really good shot at the, the one seed at this point at the where things stack up at the time. He himself has been the best player in football this year. I'm not going to bet that, though, because I think plus 160 is a bit too short uh, for as much uncertainty as there is right now. I'm not sure how... 
his, you know, uh, lack of truth of the media will influence voting later on this year. I could definitely see that being a thing. So I think to me, it's more of a stay away. If you were looking at, you know, some guys you could can, you potentially could talk me into, I do think that Patrick Mahomes 10 to 1, Matthew Stafford 10 to 1 before tonight's game, I think those two things could be interesting. But even then, with both those guys at 10 to 1, there's not quite enough there for me to pull the trigger because I can also see, you know, Jonathan Taylor's 10 to 1 too, and like he has a decent, like, resume for trying to win this thing um i know like as an analytics person like i'm not supposed to say that but like he's been good so i have no complaints um so i think to me that market's a pretty clear stay away and it's not because like it's uncertain uncertainty is a good thing i just don't think we're getting good enough prices to account for that uncertainty jim zanis of fanduel number fire joining us here on becky well daily jim any futures that you're looking into at this point season? joe and i talked through some Super Bowl numbers yesterday. I think Joe has the uh, Colts 35 to 1. They've dropped to 19 to 1. Niners 28 to 1. I think is interesting. Chargers 32 to 1 right now. Ravens 32 to 1. Anything jump out to you beyond the favorites here uh, in the futures market, Super Bowl, or anywhere else your mind is? So you mentioned my favorite. Uh, that's the Chargers, but not to win the Super Bowl. I think that the NFC is a lot better than the AFC. So. If I am betting an AFC team, it will be to win the conference, not the Super Bowl. I just I, I think that there's actually value now in the NFC to win the Super Bowl minus 122, just based on the way the NFC teams stack up uh, versus any AFC team based on my numbers. So I think that actually uh, NFC minus 122 to win it is intriguing to me. But the Chargers are 16 to one to win the AFC, and they're going to have to go through the wild card. You know, they're going to be playing the entire time, and they're going to have to go to likely Kansas City to try to knock off the team, but they've done that this year, and they've, they've shown that they can play in high-pressure situations. I know that, that that game last week was disappointing. I know that the fourth down decisions didn't work in their favor, but they have worked in their favor a couple of times this year, and I think that we could see this offense, which is cooking right now, they're letting Herbert throw down field. It's been really fun to watch. They've got Rashawn Slater back, the offensive line, the right side, make it healthier as we go along. So I think that the Chargers are pretty interesting. I've been saying that all year, and it hasn't really worked out all that much. I bet them last week. That didn't go well either. Uh, but I think that still 16-1 to is long enough to win the AFC to me, for me to buy, to buy in, given that it's just Herbert. He's playing better than most guys in the NFL right now. That defense has good pieces. They haven't played well, but like they've got good pieces. So I think Chargers are 16-1 to is a pretty good one for me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, Anything else that interests you? Because I, I was looking at the awards market. Now, there are some that are done. Saturday night, I think many were making the case, I don't know, Mac Jones, he hasn't done anything in a while. 
Uh, the last time we saw him, he only had three pass attempts, and he had a couple interceptions in the loss of the Colts. Opened the door for Chase, not so much. He was completely shut down. The FanDuel numbers have Mac Jones minus 800, so they're saying, yeah, that door is completely shut with just a few games left here. But I, I tell you, Jim, there are a few awards here. I don't know what's going to happen. We've got Defensive Player of the Year, and I think FanDuel is also suggesting that they don't know what's going to happen. It, it felt like after the Patriots lost, a lot of voters out there are looking for another coach. And then the Kingsbury had the bad loss against Detroit. So people don't know where to go there. It kind of feels like that one is open. And then Offensive Player of the Year, it's Taylor versus Cup. Can't wait to see what Cup does tonight, if he can match Taylor with his explosive run last night. Those are the few that really stand out to me, wondering if you have a strong opinion. I think there's been a lot of buzz around that this week. Uh, you know, they won the division, and you've seen like 60,000 tweets saying, hey, first coach ever to win uh, 10 games in his division each of his first three years. And I think that, that Trump beat has gotten a bit steadier. And so you're thinking about through the minds of a voter, you're thinking, okay, maybe I can't vote Rodgers to an MVP due to the weird stuff around him. What if I just vote for LaFleur to win coach of the year instead? And honestly, like, why not? I mean, he's been great. Uh, he's navigated through a really weird year. They've had injuries to high-impact play- players, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Jair Alexander, Zedarius Smith, like all these guys in this time. Those are important players. So I think that there's still some value in the floor at plus 250. This is a narrative-driven award. The narrative is skewing in his favor right now, and honestly, it should. So I think that, that if I were looking at those markets right now, the floor at plus 250 is the one that stands out most to me. Jim, uh, it's it's impossible not to uh, talk about this because it's it's impacting every sport right now. The NFL is trying to uh, change the rules to get through this year. But how how are COVID issues changing your approach from a betting perspective, fantasy perspective? I mean, we just don't know. I mean, usually Joe and I and, and Aaron, when we're all together, we like to give out plays on Monday, Tuesday for the weekend. And now it feels like, I don't know. I mean, we don't know what next week is going to look like. The Chargers now, the latest team having issues. We'll see where they're at for week 16. How, how is this impacting you um, as you dive into all this? Yeah, so I don't know if this is stupid. It might be stupid, but like I haven't really altered things too much in terms of like when I bet because in most situations, the odds it breaks in your favor are just as high as the odds it breaks against you. So I'm actually okay going in unless there are certain situations where there's a lot of you know a lot of things up in the air. So like the Browns last week, you could tell things were not going well there. You can tell now the Chargers might be in some uh, in a rough situation given they put seven guys on the list yesterday. Might have Eckler going on today as well. So I think to me, as long as the team I'm looking at does not have a current outbreak, like, you know, the, the beginnings of one, I'm okay still doing things early in the week in order to get ahead of where things may go later on. I'd also say that things have gone pretty well in looking at the games where there are a lot of absences. Um, you know, like last night's Bears game, uh, taking advantage of all the guys who are out there for the Bears, uh, taking a look at uh, that Raiders-Browns game. Again, the Raiders were three-point dogs yesterday morning when it seemed pretty likely that both Keenum and Baker would be out. So I think that there's some good inefficiencies in the market. So honestly, to me, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I, I Obviously, I don't enjoy the reasons it's happening because like, it's you know bad for our like society, but like it's been kind of fun and, and kind of profitable. These Thursday-Saturday matchups that we're getting, it, it seems like the NFL certainly gone out of their way, or maybe it's just the way it worked out. Uh, to give us some quality matchups here in the upcoming week. So Thursday at San Francisco, Tennessee, Niners minus three and a half. Uh, Packers favored by seven and a half against the Browns. And it's Arizona Saturday night minus two against the Colts. 
a- anything intriguing in any of those three games? Yeah, I think the best one to me, and actually my favorite play of the entire week, is is the Cardinals minus two. And this is a matchup of two teams that have burned me recently. I bet against the Colts on Saturday night. I bet on the Cardinals for that Monday night game. Those didn't go well. And I think that like there's a reason why the Cardinals fell flat this past against Detroit, and that was Rodney Hudson being out. But Hudson tested positive for COVID, believe December 16th, which means that by Saturday, I think there's a pretty good chance he gets cleared and can play in that game. And if he does, that's a massive upgrade for this offense. Obviously, Rondell Moore's getting an MRI. There's no DeAndre Hopkins, but they've still got a lot of depth on this team. Between Zach Ertz, Christian Kirk is really good, A.J. Green, those guys are playing well, and I think they're playing well enough where I can still lay the two here with the Cardinals and feel good about them. Uh, the Colts, I mean, like last that, that, that Patriots game, I think that was obviously more the Patriots uh, having some massive, massive issues, more so than the Colts playing well, especially, you know, the passing offense wasn't great there. So I think to me, laying the two with the Cardinals, despite the fact that both these teams have gone against me recently, I think that that is still advantageous here. Great stuff, Jim. Always appreciate not having you on. Uh, enjoy the holiday. We'll talk soon. That was Jim Sonis on the Roman Guest Line, getting free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. Coming up, we got a lot to get into. Seahawks, Rams, we'll dive into this game later on. Eagles, Washington football team, including COVID news on each side. And some NBA later, Brian Scalabrini. Scal will join the show. It is Joe O, it is Joe G, it is BetQL Daily, presented as always by Fan Duel Sportsbook. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily, presented by Fan Duel Sportsbook.